Okay, so you were talking to me about the time you said you did something horrible in college and you <laughs> wanted to. No. My friends and I were really dorky when we were living in the dorms and we'd go out and try to go like parties and stuff. And about every other time, every other house you'd go to, either we'd be let in or it would be like a gaggle of young dudes and people would be like, no, you guys can't just, we don't need like 10 weirdos to just show up at our party. Thank you. Keep going. And one of the times we were doing these walks around Greek Row, we got stopped and uh, propositioned by a bang bus. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember those? The big white van? And they would drive around and try and get dudes to fuck porn stars. Do I remember? Do you know how many years in a row I applied to drive the bang bus? <laughs> how many you streets you just lurked around like, oh, I'm walking home horny. Hello. Right. That's so funny. <laughs> I, gu I guess there probably are some people who aren't perverted who don't know what a bang bus is. But like, it's a yeah. very weird. I don't know why it ever popped up, but like. I'll, I'll call it a niche area of porn where it is just people. It's exactly like it sounds <laughs> fucking on a bus. I don't you know, know who's into it. It's actually what started the van life movement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe that you can just fit a bed in these vans. You guys know that? Yeah, I ran a business uh, about that. If we park next to a McDonald's, we can have all the Wi-Fi we want and we can bang in this van <laughs> every day. Think of Yo. all the content we can crank up. <laughs> we can make a business. That's what it reminds me. The whole vibe is like very much like Florida frat house. Dudes are like, this is our Facebook. Right. <laughs> we got this van. We have a mattress. We know porn stars. We can do this. Here's the thing about bang busing. Okay. Uh, car sex is part of the journey. It shouldn't be the destination. You know what I mean? Like it shouldn't be like, oh, I want to learn. I want to have sex so I can end up having a having getting blown in a honda civic or whatever you know what i mean like that doesn't that's not how it should go i want to have sex so i can have sex in the hardest place there is to have sex right like ooh, is that your thumb in my ass no it's the gear shifter okay well, wow and i thought that this was an automatic <laughs> yeah like where do who, who even drives these anymore i don't even you just i just have a uh, white van you throw a mattress in it you hire a pretty lady to hang out in there and then you drive around asking strange dudes if they want to have sex with her there's so many uncomfortable angles in sex, just stationary. You know what I mean? <laughs> what are we doing where we're like, okay, everybody hold on to the handles above your heads. We're taking a sharp corner here. You know, like that's, that's sucks. what I wanted to know is the driving an element in the videos. Is it like, Oh, hitting a bump and we're like taking a turn really fast. Or is it not supposed to be noticeable that they are driving around? Oh, it's got, I mean, the assumption has to be that they're driving and that people can look in and see, right? Oh. Or, or is, I mean, the big, the big pull is probably at any moment in time, a van could pull up next to you and you could get your dick sucked or whatever, because <laughs> so this is weird. only for men. No women are like, yeah. Ooh, I hope a van pulls up next to me and something happens. Well, that's they what know I what happens think about happens. constantly. Cause it's a white van with no windows. And he just pulls up beside us and is like, you guys want to ride home? And I'm like, yeah, if we were women, I would have like pulled out my my mace, my gun and shot at you immediately. It's a crazy thing. But a group of dudes, there's nowhere. I'm like, there's someone to have sex in, in that van. There's this. This is a sex van, obviously a sex van. So tell me what actually happened. So like what happened after the proposition? What happened? Like what's. We were like, no, thank you. We're, we live close to here and it drove off. And then I think there was a moment where we were like, hey, is that a bang bus? Or maybe people were just like jarred and didn't really know what happened. So we just forgot about it. And then like throughout my life, it pops up once in a while. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's sure. wild. It could have been a bang bus. Could have been a serial killer. Who knows? Yeah. You know? What if it was just like a friend, like friendly people driving drunk people home?
it's like hey it's kind of a dangerous neighborhood you guys want to ride home and there's just like seats in the van we're like right. where's the and i'm just like a rude asshole it's like where's the naked lady i was told there would be someone naked in here who approaches a group how many people were there in the group say like four or five nobody approaches a group of four or five dudes with good intentions you know what i mean <laughs> they're not like oh we should help our brethren or whatever yeah. they're like hey, you guys want to help us build a church like we're gonna kill this motherfucker or we are going to bang their brains out like that's yeah. all it is so oh well i'm glad i'm not i don't know maybe it would have been cool to be on the internet just me awkwardly watching my friends fuck that's what i assume i wouldn't be the one who got the fuck it would just be like well whoever the tall one is gets to go and the rest of us just have to be a foot away from him while he fucks some lady and be like i don't think i like this bus the idea of you sitting there and then being like hey can you guys move your weird friend out of the way so we can get a better angle is very funny to me how does he have a beard but you can still sell it's just all neck fat <laughs> i've never been a pro the weird i'm trying to think of what the weirdest thing that like rando interaction i had in college was and once me and my friend uh matt were walking from a party or something and uh it was just just walking past like a small apartment complex like a small like three or four units or something and i just remember a guy there was like a rabbit or something and I feel like I don't I actually don't even know if this really happened or we just imagined this happened and made like a gag about it. But like we I feel like there was just a voice that was like uh, we were like, oh, look, a bunny. And then there's this guy's like, don't touch my rabbit. And we don't know. I don't know if that's trauma that I've like buried in a weird way <laughs> or if that's like a fun thing I made up that we just had a bit about. But I remember <laughs> there was like drunk rich girls. And they were, I don't know, they were trying to exchange something for us. And we are like, we'll give you money. And they were like, no, we have money. And then later, <laughs> there was like a don't touch my rabbit scenario. No bang buses. You know, I've been handcuffed before, but that wasn't sexual. Um, Is that like a Jeff Sheen joke about not having enough money for the bus and him yelling at the bus driver? No, I have money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We don't talk about Jeff Sheen on this podcast because he's not an ally. Oh, yeah, he is actively no, against most causes. <laughs> That's his thing lately, Jeff right? Hi, I'm Jeff Sheen. I'm actively against most causes. Jeff Sheen, uh, medium funny New York comedian. So some women tried to sell you a Smart. rabbit or tried to trade you something near a rabbit. No. Not sell was, you because they have I think, money. I think the I think the interaction was near the rabbit guy. <laughs> and I think there was a guy who was like, don't touch my rabbit. And, and while you guys were like doing business, like, do you guys try and touch the rabbit? Like, no, did you hear that, dude? <laughs> we didn't even see a rabbit. Are you guys high right now? Also, can we have some oh, of that? Do you ever have that where you're like, my first really big bomb was like a half hour show like in front of a very well lit room of 200 people in their 50s and 60s and i bombed yeah. the whole half hour i've never bombed that long i never had the time to like stop and realize it was happening <laughs> ah. and to like try actively try ways to get out of it oh, yeah. it was awful and then after me is an intermission and then more show so i'm yeah. in line to get some whiskey and there's two dudes in front of me laughing about how bad i was and they turn around they see me and then they laugh and they just keep going. Oh, that's fun. Well, you yeah. were fun. At least you made them laugh in that moment. You know, but there great. was. A, yeah, I did. There was a, a water. We we're standing by some water fountains while we we're in line. And one was just like fucking leaking, like crazy leaking, like more pressure than when you actually use a water fountain pouring out the bottom of it. And I'm staring at it. And this lady's like, what are you staring at? I'm like, oh, there's a water leak right there. And she looks at it, looks at me and goes, are you high? And then just walks away. <laughs> And I'm like, uh, well, I don't know what the fuck is happening right now. I see oh, that's it. funny. Everybody hated you. That's Dude, so great. so mad. And the green room was a closet, a cement closet just behind the stage that you couldn't leave. Hell yeah. 
yeah. Uh, yeah, I've had one of my worst bombs is at like a comedy club in Minnesota that was like good. It's a decent club. Like the audience are comedy savvy enough. They're not. They're like they're like just normal ass people so that they might not know the ins and outs of comedy but they're like there for the show and i just ate shit for straight up 30 minutes i put a clip of it out once i'll find it some you know what if you want this clip we'll start a patreon i'll put this clip yeah um, i've got some bad tapes hidden somewhere if you want to you want our patreon to be (laughs) let us know write us tweet us facebook us instagram yeah. us whatever like let us know if you want this we will start a patreon and we'll put this shit on here uh but Do you want to pay have... to lose respect for us yeah dog that's exactly what money is about you give me money and i give you my shame you know like you just... <laughs> i like that um but i the there's like this short clip i still have it on my phone of me it's just the end of the set that this is after 30 minutes of me eating shit and me going up knowing I was not thinking I was going to me going up thinking I was going to get a tape for Comedy Central. And I was mm. like, I this I'll be doing a half hour. I've been like really grinding in New York. I can really feel that I'm better. And then I go there and just fucking crickets throughout the whole thing. No, and I just end I end the set and I'm like, well, there's nothing left to be said that I haven't already said. So I'm going to go. Thanks for supporting live comedy or something like that. <laughs> Don't drag live comedy into what you <laughs> did. What, I was like, give it up for your host and whatever. And then the guy, what hurt the most was the guy after me fucking crushed. Oh. Very bad. Like he, he's not a good comedian in my mind. Like he is a serviceable comedian, but like just like a middle of the road, road guy, whatever. And like, he he just like destroyed. So I was like, oh, I was just never going to win here. There was just no way that what I was doing was going to translate to what was what you wanted. I I had no shot and I came in thinking that I could win. You know, I remember the booker like shat on my shirt. He was like, oh, I thought you were like literally was like Ugh, shirt. Like I thought you're going to like change before you got up or something like something crazy. And I was like whoa what what's happening whoa but what's funny is like it's not like a shitty it's not like a shitty place to do comedy i just had you just i just ate one i just ate yeah. a big old bag of dicks i was the only one who bombed on that one too yeah i heard that actually including the <laughs> that word spread that was a national show right. that was jfl by the way i was the guy yeah. who bombed at jfl that year <laughs> right Everybody, there's always one to seven so he says perfect. he likes to improvise comedy and he improvised his way out of a career very well That's done. so funny yeah have you had a have you had a good bomb recently would you say dude i had my worst i used to have like panic nightmares about comedy where i would be like performing for a large somebody's an outdoor festival vibes i think it would make sense for this happening though because it would be like halfway through and everyone just stops listening and there's the i struggle and struggle and struggle and i can't get their attention back and then sure. that just happened at our show it feels like a few weeks ago <laughs> and i was like yeah i hate this i don't like this at all <laughs> just like trying to host i'm trying to i wasn't even like i did like a bit or two between people but i was just trying to bring up the next person and did, like the nearest row to me just was like all right fuck you and just started becoming friends with each other and it also feels weird to be like everyone shut the fuck up and stop having fun at this bar and listen to me say a name but also yeah you're like Hosting can be tough because you want to have fun, but you also need to like set the standard of like what the show is going to be. And you're like the, you're the boss a little bit. Like, even if it's not your show, you're yeah. like 
hi, I'm the authority. Here's, you know, I'm giving you the rules and here's some yuck ups between rules, but also like, don't fuck up because I'll be mad, but love me. And they're always yeah. just like, get what is this? I don't I respect don't you. Is. And I'm like, I feel that. And it's kind of humiliating. Yes, <laughs> like, it feels weird. I'm also realizing I used to love hosting like crazy. That used to be my big thing. And I would be like, yeah, just book me to host, book me to host. I'll host everything. And now I'm kind of like, I'm done hosting. I want to be the, sh- I want to be the thing. I want to be the comic in the middle. It's fun. Sure. It's fun to go up and not have to have the entire weight of the show on your shoulders and just be able to like do your that thing. That is true. That is absolutely true. I'm uh, I'm kind of the opposite. I'm kind of like, I think I might try to, I have this idea of like, they don't really do this here. I guess I just found out that Michael Che does this here, but like who's bigger, me or Michael Che? Um, Michael where- exactly snl what um but like where you have a show it's your show and you're just kind of like curating the vibe and the lineup so like i'm hosting i'll do like a bunch of time up top then bring up some friends that i think are funny blah 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 you do like seven you do 10 you do 15 whatever i do a little bit of time in between you we're vibing we're listening to music we're drinking we're having a good time and then like i close out the show also you know what i mean like i do like that a lot i've seen that like uh and friends style yeah and yeah so it's not like i'm hosting a show it's like i'm hosting like a party yeah it's your night of comedy and you have some friends who show up and do some spots in between i saw paul f tompkins at a festival and he he did that in a really fun way where like he hosted as paul f tompkins he would introduce a comic and then he would come out as a character and do a set and then come out and like you know host it he gave himself like breaks so he could change into characters and like but he still kind of did the same thing and i like the closing at the end oh jesus i just broke half the shit i have (laughs) we're all good we're all good Every time we do this podcast, there's some calamity in your room. I pay so much money to have everything I own just an inch away from me at all times. People can't see it on the video, but one of your walls just fell down completely. That's fine. That's what happened. My neighbors and I are close. We like to watch each other sleep. Can you touch all the walls in your... (laughs) I hope this building collapses on top of me. (laughs) That would be really nice. Wow. But then I live and I'm just a voice in rubble. Like you're not the only person who would suffer from that. You know, oh, that, yeah. Right? There's like wonderful old ladies upstairs. They're gonna have a hard time getting out. That's I don't so know when everyone's up. gone. Yeah. If you want to die, that's fine. But to say your whole building needs to collapse, that's would you ever hear that like fable selfish. from 9-11 where that old lady was trying to go down the stairs and she's like, No, we have to stop here. We have to stop here. And then like that part of the stairs didn't have like didn't fall. But like a bunch of the building fell around her. I want the opposite of that. Or okay. like only one small part of the building collapses on my bed and the rest of the building is fine. There's just like a yeah. hole in the floor. I've never, you know, I'm not very versed in 9-11 fables. But, <laughs> I ended um, up calling it a fable because it doesn't sound real. Yeah, it does sound very fake. It <laughs> seems like, first of all, you know, like why would an old woman be taking the stairs? Um, well, you can't take like... an elevator during emergencies. Yeah whatever dude i don't don't get your logic in this <laughs> dude, i put reality into this get out of here as someone who is a like uh i don't know what i'm i, I want to say fire marshal but that's sexual not deviant I, oh yeah that that's true sense. fire marshal as someone who's a sexual deviant you can't take the stairs during an emergency no in new york they always like have to designate people like mm-hmm. during emergencies and i'm one of those people are you really yeah i'm not like one of the ha- i'm like you know I'm third down on the list. So like the other Good two die you. in a fire. I'll be like, hey, don't touch that doorknob. It could be hot. <laughs> don't go into that fire. Those two just went into. Right. Um, but I, you know, 
I don't know. I felt like we could take the elevators, but I guess we can't. You're probably right. I guess I'll have to read up on the manual. Yeah, you know? that's like number one thing is don't take the elevators. It's all it's like on the elevators. <laughs> You're bad at this. I'm sorry. What's a, what's a safer place to be than like a fucking thousand pound steel cage? You know what I mean? It drops. <laughs> all you need to do is when it starts dropping, you jump up. So when it smashes on the ground, you're caught in midair and it doesn't affect you. That's perfect. Oh my god, I never thought of that. That's, That's so science. smart. Wow, yeah, you I should be bumped up to number one guy. Yeah, I'll Fire. kill the other two people. <laughs> Imagine having an audio of that. A bunch of people dead in an elevator. And there's an audio clip of right before they hit the ground of like, all right, everyone, now we're getting ready to jump on three. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. It's so fucked up. It's really I like it. Months. It's so but funny. It's fucked up. Well, uh, I don't know if do there's it. a let's better place for us it. to start this podcast. Let's start this son of a bitch. All right. You do it this week. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Burn Your Heroes. My name is Ben Katzner. I am one of your fucking elevator hosts. Damn it, I thought I was going to say something clever there. Um, <laughs> I am one of your hosts. I am here with Albert K. Kirshner. I don't know what your middle name is. Uh, Albert A. Kirshner. I was so close. And this is Burn Your Heroes. This is a podcast where we talk to you about how, how everyone we love and you love kind of sucks and then we're gonna talk about some other stuff don't add us it'll be fine um like i said before i'm ben katzner i am not a comedian i am a tier three fire warden possibly i'll have to double check on that <laughs> i am a I think you got avid, fired after this <laughs> i am uh an avid bird searcher and uh i don't know what it's called aviator i'll he's say he's a bird pervert he's being nice about it but he I'm creeps a on bird him. perv baby and uh, i'm here for all your <laughs> podcast needs do you watch birds oh no i only watch them have sex like oh cool yeah. cool, cool. I like they to look at their eggs. they look at me while i'm looking at them so there's no problems <laughs> alberts why don't you tell the people who you are i am going to be the first billionaire in space i'm albert kirshner I own a boat company. I'm going to space. Hell yeah. And today, the hero, we heroes, we are uh, burning are Bob and Linda from Bob's Burgers. Bob and Linda Burger from Bob's Burgers. I uh, They have a last name, but their number one customer, Teddy, just calls them Bob Burgers. <laughs> That's his name, and I think it's hilarious. Okay. Wait, for <laughs> me, like what if is your last name? I don't know. Uh, Belcher. Oh, I did know that because Tina Bell. Okay, gotcha. Um, I know because St. Vincent did like a Bob's Burgers video. Oh, really? At some point wow. Pretty cool. She's so cool. I love her. She's probably but, very yeah. mean, but she seems cool. Oh, God, I hate mean people. But yeah, I wanna, but what I if they're mean, like me? What if they're mean while they are stepping on your testicles? That's a different type of mean. That's like a mean. That's like a supportive mean. That's a mean that I can monetize, baby. Get in the bang <laughs> bus. Let's go. Said bang bus, um, but it's only cock and ball torture. It's pretty rough. <laughs> Can see a lot of faces of regret. So, for Bob's Burgers, this is like a you like you love this show. This yeah. show is a thing for you. God, I this is one where I am a, 
less informed, but like I love your passion for the for this. So sometimes no. doing this podcast makes me feel very generic. Like I feel like we're gonna do an episode on pumpkin spice, and I'm like, I just love it. I've loved it always, forever. I'm just like, there's so many things that are so corny to love that I've just, I don't care. I love them because that's how was the market, I guess. Like the whole office thing, loving those same three NBC shows. I'm like, man, my personality was written for me by a robot. Right. No, you are. You are. It is funny because you are not. You've lived a life. You've done things, but you are a basic bitch in yeah. entertainment areas. One hundred percent. Though I have been watching a fuck ton of Star Trek lately. Not to get too off topic, but but that's just like a sci-fi basic bitch. You yeah. Know what I mean, yeah, it's yeah. Like, oh, live oh, long and prosper. Yeah. Every time they're about to fight, you're like, cool space fights. Like, wait diplomacy right that's so <laughs> like, oh yes i'm so hard yeah. yeah so i've loved bob's burgers when it came i think i try to like describe the show to people where it's like it's not necessarily like a straight up comedy i just i just think it's like it's just a show of very pleasant thing to see like the jokes are usually in good spirits a lot of it is like very positive even if they're like being goofy or whatever it's just like very comforting but there's also like a cool I think I think where they have like kids involved, but they're all played by adults and the jokes are adults. And I, I don't know. I've liked it forever. I've seen it all a bunch of times, okay. but I've also noticed some things that would be very easy to burn. Like if you went to that restaurant in real life, you'd be furious. It'd be a bad right. place to go to. Exactly. Yeah, I uh, I'm not as like I said before, I'm not as versed in it as you, but I um I you get, hate it, right? You you personally have stayed have told the world that you hate it. I mean, you, you're it, like, but... yeah, you watched it. What did you think? I was like, I didn't like it. I don't understand <laughs> yeah. why what this is. I I think I'm just over. I'm not over cartoons, but like it has to be more for me. Bob's Burgers has been around for such a long time that I feel like it goes back to like the Family Guy days for me, and like. I, there was a time in my life where I was like, yes, yeah, South Park, Family Guy, Simpsons, all this shit. Like, give it, pour it into me, get, shoot it into my veins. I want it. And then I like grew a pube and I was like, you know what? I'm going to start watching real people on television. Oh my God. I, get over <laughs> I'm just yourself. kidding. Get I'm, over kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I still like fucking cartoons <laughs> and shit. But I, um, I just never, there was just a certain point where I was like, okay, I can't do new kind of like, uh norm core cartoon shit i don't want more families in my life like <laughs> people people shit on rick and morty and stuff but i'm like at least it's like to me what you hate about rick and morty is the fan base which is yeah. totally just 100 percent. i love way... that show and i like i've had to talk to some of the worst people about it <laughs> exactly so but i'm like the show fucking slaps dog. Yeah. you cannot yeah. tell me that show the first episode this season fun. was fucking wild it's really good um, so so yeah so i so that's like where i veered in my adult cartoon watching areas like just i need something more unique or absurdist or whatever and i don't need like family shenanigans anymore that's mm. so so i it's a little bit of a turnoff for me i'll be honest. see i like it because i think this is like finally an earnest one Whereas like the Family Guy, American Dad thing, those it's just a bit machine, right? Sure. We just set up like a very half-assed family and we just do jokes, 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 jokes. Whereas sure. this is like, this is it's like filling all the holes in family stuff. I didn't, ha I like seeing families work. I like seeing people be nice to each other. It's a very similar thing sure. to, um, to we were talking about uh, when we were talking about Malcolm in the Middle. It's like the parents still like each other. They fuck. They have like, I don't know. They're still like fun with each other. And I was just like, as someone who didn't get to see that, it's nice. It's a sure. nice thing yeah. to, go, to watch an episode of Before Bed is like a family riffing together. And you're like, God, this is sweet. 
I'm going to bed and then uh, forget my dumbass family who I love also. (laughs) There's just every episode finishes and you're like, you just whisper to no one. And now we hug. And then you just go to bed. (laughs) I've animated my real life family and I write spec scripts that are Bog's Burgers. Like, my mom's a great bit machine. You're like, Kirshner's Burgers, episode one. Oh, God. Kiss me on the cheek, mummy. Dude, if I, yeah, if I got a cool wife, there's like, and she was like, don't you want to just open up a restaurant together? It would be, I would have to be like, um, I would have to be, my specials would have to be like in movie theaters for me to say no to that. I would have to be doing really well to not just immediately like, yeah, I'll run a bad burger restaurant with you. Fuck yeah. You want to have a kid in the kitchen? Okay, let's do it. Wait, do you want to get married someday? I would love to. Oh, I love yeah, as someone who never dates or like actively spends his time <laughs> alone, I would love to. I've been in sure. love. I've dated someone I like truly, really cared for. And after that, I just don't like I don't really tolerate anything less. What happened? Um, She lived on the other side of the planet and I had I really didn't have my shit together and I didn't know if I was going to. So I like I was like too worried about being a burden because they would have to be like, all right, she would have to fly me around the world to see her or she would have to fly out here to see me or move here and like get away from her family. Just a bunch of stuff that made me feel, I don't know, like a lot of pressure to be a better person. And I wasn't there yet. Sure. So, so it was like the only bad time in, you were yeah. bad in bed, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Gotcha. My dick was weird. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> it was like it worked. It's just in a way that no one liked. Yeah, it was like a reverse. Dick. You had to start from the bottom and then work your way up. It was weird. <laughs> It can only get three quarters full, so you have to like hold part of it, so the rest of it is for. Exactly. <laughs> so sorry. Exactly what your dick is like. Um, so, so yeah, I'd love to get married. Fuck you. That's fine. I was just curious. Yeah. Um, so about the show, I was so what? Uh, I so you like the family atmosphere aspect of it, but let's talk about the parents specifically. Like, okay. are there what things? What positives are there about the parents? Because I was struggling. I'll be honest. Oh, the, it's incredible. They're always yes ending the kids. There's never like a no, that's stupid. Even if they say something ludicrous, they'll say they'll agree to it existing. I don't know how I should have gotten some good examples of this, but it's something they do all the time. And when the kids will be like, no, we can't do this. We're like staying after school for this club where we're going to harass a teacher or something. And then the parents will reply in a way that's like, okay, but don't get in trouble or just something where they're like very much like, yes, that thing you said is in our world. And even if we disagree with it, we're still supporting the invention of it. Sure. I'm like, I know I'm just like convoluting a pretty simple idea, but it's (laughs) it's something that is like always on board for stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, a great example is uh. Linda and Bob are sleeping and Bob said something about Teddy and Linda thought that she, he said he killed him. And so she was like half asleep, like, all right, I'll get the kids in the car. I guess we can get bags and stuff. And get, <laughs> like she's already ready, like halfway out the door, ready to sure. flee. And there's like that vibe constantly that I really like. There's not people yeah. are like people aren't shutting each other down and creating like weird barriers. And I'm mm, mm. so it's the opposite of our dynamic on this podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not walking on eggshells like I do around you. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. What's so funny is um, I guess I didn't I I didn't you've seen every season of this. Oh, I had a deep depression episode. and watched through it twice in a row. It's bad. It's like a drug. It's like a nice little drug. It's like ten okay. percent of whatever Molly is. <laughs> I just do this. <laughs> you watch it and you're like, God, I just want to fucking get tickled right now. Someone tickle me, please. Flash some lights in my face. Oh. Have I told you I, I went to raves for two years? 
This I wish you wouldn't have thing. told me, but now <laughs> we're so here. Funny. Let's get into it. All ages raves because I was only 20. So that means everyone's like 16. Yeah, I had a good. beard. They were at a venue that the that was like a biker bar during the day. OK. And then at night, the bar part was still a biker bar and there was like a wooden railing separating two stages. So there was like teens raving and then old biker dudes just drinking beer like, what the fuck is happening? Right. And I would panic and be like, I have to do drugs. I can't be here sober. This is bad. And then sure. just sit in the corner and like bounce around. And dudes would like go up to who they thought were like cute and have finger lights and be like, give me a, let me give you a light show. And if you're like really fucked up on drugs, it looks right. cool. And I would always be like the weird bearded dude beside them. Be like, all right, now me, my turn. <laughs> Wait, like, you wanted them to do it to you? Yeah, yeah, because it looks oh, really cool beautiful. when you're fucked up. On, so they would yeah. be like trying to hit on girls with it. And then as soon as they were done, I'd be like, hey, buddy, come on, boss. <laughs> Give me that. The idea show. of you pushing, like putting your hand on the face of a sophomore in high school and pushing her out of the way <laughs> so you can get a light show is very yeah. funny. Too. I'm sorry I brought that up. It was just a lot. <laughs> hey, don't be sorry thing. to me. Be sorry to the police when they arrest you. Um, yeah, I. Uh... <laughs> I've never been to a rave and I wouldn't be good at one. So I they don't get better as you get older. I don't think. <laughs> oh, that's like the one universal law of the of reality is like raves only get worse the older. Yeah. you Yeah, I bet raves are like music festivals. They're just to get they get harder and harder on you as you age. And there's nowhere to pee. Oh, God, uh, I just want to pee. So with Bob's Burgers, here's my here's my. Here's I'll say one thing I like first, and then yeah, yeah. I really only have the one thing. Um, I like. I don't know. I didn't write anything down. I got to be honest. I didn't like it. It sucked. It didn't suck. It was just that it was. I do okay. I like what you like as far as they're a family unit. That's fine. I do like a functional family. I like a dysfunctional family that all the weird little parts work together. I like that. I will say that. I have decided after watching this, I don't think I support family business anymore. I just don't. <laughs> I don't think I'm a family business guy. I think it gets in the way. I think that is a problem. And uh, I like, so for this show, I think it's just like, especially when it's young kids, because I don't know how, I don't know how old all the kids are, but like, let's say mid teen, pre teen, and like, whatever 10 or something right like it hire workers don't have your kids like if you want a business to be successful you don't just have whoever's around be part of the Listen, business despite this show being riddled with evidence to prove you right i still think this is a personal thing from your experience with working at a family business wait you probably you told me this earlier did you actually work at this landscaping company okay so what our friend here is our I noticed, friend, like I'm a third person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's me. I've been here the whole time. This is this is me. you're outing me at like a rich person's party and I'm sifting like scotch. I'm like, what our friend here is referencing. <laughs> uh, so what Albert is talking about is how uh, so this I will say this show hit weirdly close to home for me because it is about you know, a dad just really trying to make a small business work and then like being bad at it, which uh. seems like it was written by my dad because uh, my <laughs> dad's dad used, everywhere. Dad's dad's everywhere. But my father <laughs> used to run a landscaping business in our in our small town and uh, he was good at it. he was good at landscaping. He was good at like getting the designs and putting all the shit together and making it look pretty and like knowing what to do there. But what he was bad at was 
all the other stuff, okay? Running a business, filling out timesheets, understanding how employees work, cleaning a bathroom, like not great at that. So he got like, he got like a big job and that big job could pay off. Like with that big job, he was like, well, now I can have a building to house all of my landscaping business in, right? But what he should have invested in was someone who knows how to run a business, okay? Yeah, yeah, like but, one financial officer. Yeah, you, instead of your, person. so instead of like your children and area youths and people who <laughs> didn't go to college because they were too busy drinking or whatever. Random which, rabble. Right, which is, again, I want to say it's okay to not go to college. That's honestly yeah. probably the smart move now. And it's okay what to I, drink. It's okay to drink. What it's not okay to do is work with my father it, circa like the early 2000s. Okay. That was a bad idea for you. <laughs> what did you do when you worked there? I mean, I was just like, so once you got to like the business business part of it, I think I was in my teens and this was like, probably what was this? Like, I don't know, 2000. 2006 or something um i was like i didn't like really work work there but like before that there were like lawns we had one of the one of my dream jobs i think i said was like cutting lawn in a cemetery that's a thing i did as a kid uh did you love it or something it was fucking great it was nobody's that you know everybody's dead nobody's talking to you yeah so you're just you're just like running around and so like we would we would do that stuff or we would cut grass at like these rich people's places and all this stuff and um you know occasionally i'd be like all right he'd be like help me put these pavers in and we'd make a back patio or some shit with none of this shit mind you carried over into my actual life i can't do anything now yeah it sucks my mom showed me how to make bread how to like do nice cool stuff to your house and i'm just like no i'm gonna have to relearn all that on my own (laughs) thanks you're like this is getting in the way of call of duty and i will (laughs) scream if you talk about yeast that's for one much. more second that's too that's too on the nose that's too accurate but i was i'm the same way so like taught me all these functional things that i just don't know anymore but what he he was just a bad businessman and like lost lost that business and then proceeded because of the failure in that business to lose our house okay Fuck. so i see bob and i'm like this guy's like you know, we have principles and this is how the meat's made and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dog, if you stay on this path, you're going to lose your family home. You know, your son's yeah. not going to talk to you anymore. <laughs> like, every every season has at least one episode where they're, the landlord comes in and they're like, please don't make us pay rent. And he's like, you guys, it's like two weeks into the month. And he's like, please, right. please don't make us pay rent. Right. So Bob's whole thing, right? And I listen, I feel like I've uh this is plagues many people in this world. And it's like you learn a craft and you get so focused on making on doing the craft really well that when you have to apply it to like a business and actually make it in this world as a way like a source of finance of money, that you like you ignore all the elements of that and you just get really focused on making the fuck like his is a burger, right? He got really right. focused on making the fuck out of a burger and that pops up a bunch. Random people will come and taste it, or it'll be like, Your business is done, and then you'll have like a taste of the burger and it's like, actually, you guys should be around for a few more months. This is a really good burger. Like the burgers do save them, but they need to be saved constantly because he ignores the business part of it. And he's like, yeah. all right, well, my employees are my kids. You're like, you mean those 
three people squirting ketchup at the only customer here. <laughs> By the right. way, there's no one ever in the bar. He's got two. Uh, he's got two regulars. He got the guy who lives next door, um, and then his friend Teddy, and they're there every day. And then there's usually one, maybe two people in the background. And it seems like their business model is they get one rush a week because of weird holiday or something, and that saves them for the month. Right. And they're like, that's that's terrifying. You're you're passing that stress, that constant panic of we're drowning and we're about to die onto your kids. And they bring right. that up once in a while. Like, oh, you think we don't know about your fear of failure? <laughs> like you mutter to yourself while you're grilling all the time. <laughs> like this So you <laughs> you see all of that and you're like, what a fun cartoon. And I'm yeah. like, this is a warning. This is what I would show people to divorce their husbands. You know God what I mean? Like, this is what's going to happen to you if you don't get rid of Daryl. If I, you know I mean? get a family, that's what it'll be like to like, Albert, you got to stop going to open mics. You're 50. Oh <laughs> I'm like, God. yeah, but I need the bits to be good. And they're like, can you please make some money from this? And like, I have no idea how to do that. I it is a, yeah. well. it is a good metaphor for comedy, for sure. Where people, the people who like really work and tweak their craft and like really just get caught in the minutiae and like think about every word and every breath are office assistants. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're not, yeah, yeah. you're not doing anything it's with your wild. life. And the people who are like, yeah, I'm just good at this shit, dog. And they're like, okay, well, you want all the movies? Because you can have all the movies if you want. All right, Mr. Jimmy Pesto. Uh, you get all the movies you fucking want. So Jimmy Pesto is his rival across the street who sucks at making food, but does every cheap business trick to keep his place packed. Okay. I was not sure what the reference yeah. was. So I was like, I guess I just have to believe that this is a real person and not a thing <laughs> you'd made up. Okay. So one of my favorite moments from the show is like Jimmy Pesto is always bullying him and he has a sidekick. And he says something about him that kind of shits on his brain. And he goes, whoa, his psychic goes, whoa, Jimmy, mental health, man, not cool. It's a disease. And, oh, that's funny. and he's like, oh, come on, don't do that to me, man. I think that uh, I think that kind of ties into something you brought up uh, in our pre-production meeting. Yeah, folks, we've we've worked on this. Yeah. Sometimes um, I confuse them for stuff we say in the pod and I reference things from that. And then people correct. then has to explain. But um, you you mentioned that. Uh, bob and linda both are like heavy drinkers and like ab substance abusers yes yeah. and that is uh that is an issue that is interesting to me of like what are they you know what are they trying to what are they trying to uh, subdue what feelings are they trying to push down you know oh it's I mean? probably this constant feeling of financial drowning Right. suffocating every moment every day waking up in a terrified panic of we're all gonna die because i made good burgers for a living badly right <laughs> but so you, let's but drink you, you said specifically like they never talk they never like there's no like real consequence it's just like oh we're like yeah we're gonna show up drunk to like your pta meeting or whatever yeah and like you know linda's linda's a big wine head and everyone jokes about it like the kids all make jokes about it it's like a big thing they do she drinks a lot it's fun um and there's like whole shows she likes just because she watches them drunk it's a good time but then like they have like some real consequences like the big one is they go to a they're supposed to chaperone a dance at the school for the kids and she finds out bob hasn't didn't go to prom or something and so she gets them really fucked up and then they get really fucked up and have to get kicked out of the dance like if you if you were in like a school dance and your parents got shit house and you had to chaperone them out of the dance that'd be horrifying right and i think that's like a number one example of bad parenting you can drink you're welcome to drink but you also have shit to do you got to get that shit done yeah we're we're all for you know have, have your fun you know have your families 
Now, if you're getting fu- so fucked up that your family is now taking care of you, just know you're creating yes. a complex. You're creating me. That's exactly what you're doing right now. <laughs> there's also other parents who are like, oh, good. There's parents chaperoning this dance. I don't have to worry. And you're like, okay, right. now you're getting shithouse in front of my kids. <laughs> Please stop. Exactly. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Um, they're also like, you know, because it's very binary, the working at the restaurant thing. So it's either you're there actively ruining this restaurant and also working in all your free time, which you hate. Um, I do like that they're really lax on it. You know, like, hey, you're working at the restaurant. Mostly they're just playing with napkins and making a mess. But sure. they're like, they're either doing that or zero supervision at all. And the interesting thing about the place they live is I can't get a bead for how much of a city it is because there's a little bit of a hometown okay. feel, but they live in townhouses and every type of business that can exist exists there. So it's a city. But okay. I don't know. I guess like a weird Boston <laughs> suburb. I'm trying like I'm always trying to figure out what and what American city would be like the most like where they're living. Um, sure. But so they're just like in a pretty dense city. And like very young, like Louise is just getting off training wheels on her bike. Oh, um, I didn't realize she was like, yeah. And they're just like out there just running around alone. Zero supervision. They almost die several times. That like keeps happening. And like one of them, they're the destroying an old factory and the kids here, there might be treasure in it. So they go rooting around it the day before it gets demolished and they make it out maybe like 10 minutes before it crumbles on top of them. And you're like, yeah, you guys are at work and you're drowning burger business, ignoring your kids almost dying. That's probably not good. But that's what so I, I have to I don't know. I guess I don't know what modern parenting is. I'm not as in I'm not as tapped in as I used to be. Apparently. It would be weird if you were. <laughs> but like I do feel like that's what it was like when I was growing up where it was just like, yes, your mother works nights and she sleeps during the day. I'm trying your father is like trying to uplift this drowning business go go out it's the summer you're gone for six hours <laughs> if you come back i consider it a you're like okay we parented well today <laughs> like no matter what happened if you come back alive we did an okay job that's fine now where you, know you live mean? what was like the big like did you go running around the woods where did you go when you were, we were free? yeah we i had a very woods, similar thing like okay, we were we were woods gang we were cornfield gang we had a, mm-hmm. little, a bunch of cornfields yeah, um yes. we were on the water a lot i lived like next to a lake so we would always be on the water oh, in the summer yeah. do you guys have a boat uh no we were we were it's hard to explain because i i know what it sounds like when i say this but we were like white we were like white trash poor like we had things but we didn't have things like we didn't have a motor we didn't have a boat with a motor but we had a jet ski you know what I mean? Like it doesn't. Yeah, hundred percent. Yes. Right. Where it's like, and we had a jet ski, but we didn't have a house at a certain point. So it's like, what's the, what are the priorities? You know. Uh, it's really hard to uh like complain to your banker about life like struggling to keep your house afloat while you're standing beside your jet ski. You're like, I don't know right. how we missed the payments on this. I just have something. no idea. There's got to be something we can do to make this next mortgage payment. Kids, you got to stop revving the engine while I'm having this conversation. Right. There was a house that's like the most extreme version of that down the street from me where they had like a fair ride in their yard and a Pepsi machine on their porch, but like had broken windows and stuff. Sure. (laughs) You're like, what are you guys doing? It's all about priority, baby. But I mean, I guess if you went on the porch, hit a button, got a Pepsi sat on your thing, you don't need windows. Right. We're not. Who cares about windows? We're sitting outside the entire summer drinking a fucking ice cold Pepsi, baby. (laughs) I'm breaking my bones on this rusty old fair machine. Yeah. We had a. We had a like a hobby farm, so we had like a bunch of animals and shit. It was fucking wild. Cool. In hindsight, it's fucking. It was 
100% illegal. There was no, there was no permits. There was no, like, you, these are all things that you're not supposed to, we live five miles outside of like our small town. So like, in theory, you felt like you could do whatever you want, but like, you really can't, there are still rules in oh, place that it. are like, yeah, you can't just build a farm and have all this shit because you're out in the woods, you know? What but I mean? that seems like the oversight only exists for spite, you know, like who's the, who's the zoning inspector and how much do you have to piss someone off to get him called out to actually check on your, and like, Hey, this is not a real farm. You can't be doing like, you gotta like really get some attention to get someone to come all the way out there and check up on you. Yeah. I mean, we live in a small town, but they still had cars. You know what I mean? Like five <laughs> miles isn't like crazy. Yeah. But like, okay, my town, right. We all have cars and stuff and you could get away with some weird shit just because no one wanted to bother to like go check up on you. Sure. Again. What did you, what did you like, what did you do while your parents were like busy? Like, were, were, so yeah, like there's the a, yeah, there's a huge forest right behind our, like there's a railroad track and then a huge forest on a pretty big hill behind our town. And that's where you would just go, which is crazy because it's we're a big deer country. We get the first season of uh, buck. This buck, is Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're like, we would get the first day of buck season off from school. It's like a big <laughs> hunting town. Yeah, oh, that's and those woods riddled with deer and drunk dudes shooting at them, and we're just right. running around them. Like, like we got the heads up, like, hey, it's more dangerous this week, and that didn't like, like we knew that and knew what that meant, but that didn't change our behavior at all. We're right. still like, okay. Hope I don't get shot, I guess, while I'm running around the woods. You're sword fighting with deer horns and shit, and, and then they hear the noise, like, there's something yeah. over there. Go get it. Just We're just doing this shot. with our deer horns. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, just shooting each other with BB guns and paintballs. I'm That's like, exactly what being a kid is, though. It's just being like, I can't believe I almost died there. Well, Let's do it again. You know? Yeah, like, that's 100% what it is. My brother uh, shattered his nose when he was a kid. He tried to jump his bike out of the back of like a box truck oh and God. just went face first in cement. And apparently my cousin was babysitting. He was like a year older than him. And they were like 15. And so he, he just knocks on the door and she opens it. And it's just a him blood all over his face. And that's like their first memory of becoming friends. Is her just screaming. Like, oh, my God. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no parents, fuck. you know, for a long time. So, so I guess in that way, we can relate to Bob's Burgers. Like we yes. can. I understand the mischief that children get into. I don't understand the struggle right now of being a parent who has to like maintain financial sustenance for your family Dude. and also be a parent. That is tough. I will we'll give also like has a TV because like, I don't know if you've seen, have you watched cable anywhere near Christmas? All it is is screaming. <laughs> if you've watched cable TV near Christmas, it's commercials like screaming at you to buy your kids phones, to buy your kids like sure. like, you know, when we were kids, it was like buy this toy that was in this movie this year, 20 bucks. Right, right. now it's like buy this nine hundred dollar phone <laughs> right. for your children, all three of your children. Like I God it has to be so stressful. Yeah, all my all the ads I see right now are just like horny, like Bumble, Plenty of Fish, whatever. Like everybody's coming back and like, hey, the pandemic's over. Yeah, we're fucking right. So we'll see what it's like at Christmas again. Um, pay more attention at Christmas. I've, I hopped on the apps and it turns out I just got weirder and less fuckable over the last year. But we're getting back, baby. I've always been. I've always said that about you. you know, <laughs> Every time I see you, man, you're just weirder and less fuckable. I love it. Um, one other quick bob's burgers thing i wanted to bring up was i so i watched the pilot episode and mm -hmm. uh, there was a very funny moment where the, like the health inspector like comes through and there's like a throwaway line where it's like there's a rumor that they're they're making their burgers with human meat and the health inspector is like 
Well, we just have to make sure it's not above the 4% allowable percentage of human meat that can be in meat. So scary. And that fucking really sent me in a, down a rabbit hole because I just started reading stuff about the percentages of meat or of other things that are like allowed into our food. And like, I don't know if this is true, but this is something someone said on the internet. So I'm just going to regurgitate it without yes. any backup. But Reinforce were, it. But basically they were like, yeah there's a percentage of people who aren't allergic to peanut butter they're allergic to like the crushed up insect parts that are in peanut butter and i just <laughs> spiraled i really just lost it. i gotta be honest with you and I started thinking about oh god all the stuff that we made you know like all these big uh production produce but whatever you know where there's like rats running around and there's stuff in your oh, water yeah. and all this shit and all we just consume all of it i mean a small version of that is like a can of soda since the whole top is like the lid that you put your mouth on it's like everywhere it's been rats have stepped on it like sure. in the stores here rats are running around on it on the truck on the way here it's probably a rat or some bugs running around it in the warehouse it was there it's probably rats and shit running around it it's horrifying you like... lick rat butthole immediately it's and then so then it's like okay well i'm a like oh i'm a germaphobe why what am i you know what i mean like yeah. oh I'm a, oh you didn't wash your hands after you took a it's shit like, uh, well i'm drinking a full <laughs> human being right now it's like people who are in the military being anti-vax it's like you signed up and got like 20 vaccines day one <laughs> right now you're like i don't know maybe something weird in one of these <laughs> what's in that <laughs> that's funny yeah um and that comes back i think like we both have this weird thing of growing up in farming areas but then you know because we went to an american public school you get canned food it's, right it's surreal to live where the food's grown and then get canned food from somewhere else instead <laughs> and you're like what the fuck is happening why do i eat worse food because of this yeah but then even the farm i don't know i do i do think i'm like okay i guess the best thing is just you just live in the woods you hunt your own you teach your kids your own your own version of history and life and math or whatever you curate your own meats your own vegetables and you just don't i don't know you all you all go on the internet at the same time once a week for 45 minutes and God, you, that and sound like, nice. i don't know i don't know what the solution is to all of this like, i mean it npr and star trek are both on the same page <laughs> how do you mean that for like their their dream society is just one where like oh, okay. we have enough stuff and we've realized yeah. that we have enough stuff so we like spread it out evenly and then everyone is just a scientist or artist sure i mean cool. God, that would be great yeah yeah and so all they do is travel the universe exploring and they don't even go like guns first they go diplomacy first and i kind of love that but yeah. i think the big part of that is like growing your own food is a huge thing that people more people should get into it's just going to be like just at least a little bit of like gardening for some produce uh, it's like this last year has been really cool to see what how much food people can get out of tiny spaces. Sure. Because if you really garden the fuck out of a good plant, you can get like a lot of fruit from it. Sure. Like a tomato plant, for example. And in these tiny yards, like my roommate has a bounty. You can feed our <laughs> building. It's pretty cool. So, yeah, I want to I want to live in a world where we make places like bob's burgers obsolete that's right <laughs> you don't make your food for me i make my own goddamn burgers I so that's like a that their big especially like what like linda's big flaw is mostly just substance abuse at like the a bad time maybe like you know but sure. bob's big flaw is 
principles over everything and letting that get in the way of like his family's happiness, thriving and success. Right. Like he won't one of his old friends became like a billionaire and he came back and he's like, I can help you with some business ideas. And he pretty much wants to turn it into like a Tiki Applebee's, mm -hmm. but it works immediately. Like, right. People are coming in like and he packs out the place immediately. It's like super successful, but he's like kind of making it corny. And then Bob shuts it all down. And they go back to being broke and can't pay rent again. And you're like, okay, well, your your daughter wants to go to a horse camp. Right. She really wants to go to a horse camp. Super bad, but they're expensive and you can't afford it because you're bad at business. Finally, you scrape up enough to go to the shitty horse local horse camp. That's so bad that the lady gets mad at Tina for knowing about horses and makes her ride the meanest horse. And you're like, your daughter is suffering here because you can't handle having a tiki head in your fucking restaurant. So business dudes will come in and give you money at your right. business and that's the thing right so and that this is literally i mean this is the thing that i think that that pride that people hold on to sometimes is like you can it's good to have pride in what you want to do but you also have to be if you're especially if you're a small business owner it's like i think you got to have some ingenuity right like you got to be like okay you know what yeah buy this restaurant i'll sell you my part of this restaurant turn it into a big chain, do whatever, buy me out. I'll take that money and I'll start the thing I really want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not like get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I need this to be my thing. Yes. And this, this restaurant has to be here across the street from that terrible restaurant where that guy makes fun of me every day in front of my family. I need this life. Right. <laughs> I'm clinging to it. It's wild. It's just, uh, you know, it just was a triggering. This was a triggering week of the podcast for me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. Sorry to bring up. I didn't know that you used to make beautiful gardens in people's homes. So I appreciate that. Yeah. I will say, though, anytime I've gone to a business like this where it's run very poorly, but it's clearly built out of the love for what it's selling, like there's a comic book store that is like not a good store. It's very confusing to find stuff. It's pretty much one little hallway. It's very messy and chaotic, but it's run by someone who loves the fuck out of comic books. He knows what every book in the store is. You can only find stuff if you ask him. And there's something magic about that where someone who loves the thing so much is like there making it in an environment that isn't just like corporately great. Yeah, and I'm I, like, love, I love that. Like, I would think I would like going to Bob's Burgers until the kids fucked with me that I would hate it forever. Sure. No, right? I love a store where if the person in charge of everything dies, we're fucked. That's great. Yes, I think yes. it's a great. It's great if model. it's like his problem, right? <laughs> like he's going to live in that store pretty much and run it. So it's fine. But Bob is roping in a lot of other people into his chaotic sure. dream. We're like, if you went to that place and had the best burger, it would be amazing. Oh, I have one thing that I have big beef over. My, my big thing on Bob's is the menu. Like, I always imagine, like, if you went to this we're restaurant... We're bringing up the menu now after I know, all the I know, stuff I know. we talked about. That's they're, so like, funny. drunks, and they're, like, <laughs> neglecting so their kids. But well, go if off, you, King. I always think if you go to this restaurant, what would you, like, in real life, what would your complaints be? And my complaint would be the menu is a burger, a cheeseburger, and a burger of the day, which is a cheeseburger with one extra vegetable on it. And that's it. That's a bad menu. <laughs> That's not a good menu. You can have a soda, a coffee, or a beer. All things you're just gonna shit like crazy. I yeah, I mean I'm with you. I didn't even know I didn't know that was the menu, but I'm with you. That it's maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe mix it's it up. Fun it's not because even it's like fries puns. You know, the burger of the day is a pun. And there's sure. someone there's a lot of them where you're like, you made a bad burger to fit this pun. <laughs> right. You put a, a a weird ingredient on this so you could have a funny name. So they could use like a, 
like uh what's a i don't know what the word is but like a business i want to say business analyst but that's not like the right you know they could use yeah, someone they to could use in, a business bitch to come in throw and be around like, a couple this ideas. is bad business yeah, yeah, yeah. they need like a like a gordon, a gordon oh, imagine gordon ramsay showing up to bob's burgers just yeah. shrieking at everyone but then loving tina Something about that, him being like getting really along with the kids. Your kids are great. You are shit parents. You kids are great. I love you. I love it. I I think we just, I think we just pitched a new season of Bob's Burgers. There's a Bob's Burgers cookbook, a burger recipe book, which is like 20 pages of burgers. They're like this one has sprouts. This oh, one, funny. this one has pickles, but has little car wheels. That's good merch. I like that. It's our recipe. It's fine. Do it's you? Okay, so do you have a scale for this week? Do you have a thought of Bob and Linda on Bob's Burgers? You gotta go first on this one. Cool, perfect. Um, I, on a scale of one to ten, how shitty do I think that Bob and Linda, what's their last name again? I forget. Belcher. Belcher. Um, how shitty do I think they are? Um, one being the lowest, ten being the highest. Um, a one for me is they own their burger restaurant nothing changes their kids grow up they uh end up going to like good schools but to afford the good schools they have to close the restaurant they have to like sell it to somebody and then nothing bad happens they all live long prosperous lives the kids grow up to like run their own good businesses, but they don't use the Belcher name. And then, you know, they just have to listen to their dad be like, remember when I used to run something, you know? Yeah. That's, that's a one. Sounds okay. like it's great for everyone except for Bob. Right. <laughs> Bob exactly. is never going to be happy again, but that's fine. Because if you're, a small, if you're a small business owner, there is always that little pain. There's always something that hurts about what you're doing, right? <laughs> At some point, you get cut down by the man, all right? For Bob, it's like every week <laughs> the right. man comes in and takes another itch. But that's a pleasant, that's a pleasant life. That's a good life. Okay. You, you you run the thing until you can't. You retire. Your kids take care of you. Your, your family's man, thriving and happy. Your family's f- thriving. It's just the your ego, your ego has to die because you're not moving on. All right. That's a one. A 10 being the worst thing that could happen is they are they do have humans in their meat <laughs> it's, it's discovered there are human beings in their meat the parents both go to jail the kids are sent to they're separated by the system because the system's all fucked up right they're separated they go to different they keep the two youngest together but the oldest has to go to a different like foster home the oldest is the oldest is tina right yeah she tina keeps mumbling and- about butts Tina, Tina is already, she's already, her mind's already wandering. It's going to dark places. It's doing weird things. She's got rashes. She's got, who knows what's going on, right? I think she seems moody and rashy. She's moody. She's moody and rashy. She goes to a fucking foster home and just goes off the deep end, gives herself her own face tattoo, fucking stabs a kid with the needle when they make fun of the tattoo. She's just in the system forever from ju- from foster homes to juvie to jail. Is that a burger? Huh? Burgers are dumb. Yeah, ah! she hates she hates any mention of burgers now, right? She's a vegetarian just which already hurts her father who's also in jail. But uh, she goes <laughs> through the system. She starts her own restaurant after she gets out completely vegetarian, no meat. And she but she uses 
her dad's like fun quips and like the burger of the day she holds on to that that's the one piece of like her family she still holds on to but bob never knows because he's in jail for the rest of his life he can never see that the one piece of happiness that she held on to is there but he'll never know because he decided to cut corners and you i don't know how he didn't cut corners it was an accident like he like a like somebody's finger got cut off in like a meat thing and it fell on the thing but the health department oh the wrong batch of meat got tested that's a 10 (laughs) that's That's rough that would dude that would be a fun like short movie (laughs) to watch (laughs) yeah sounds real fun have you uh foster care you know of the movie history of violence uh yes i think i do but i can't they did a uh archer crossover where he forgot he was an assassin and it was bob at bob's burgers so he's like working at the restaurant with linda and stuff but it's all animated in the style of archer and then assassins come and he's like remembers that he's a super spy and beats the shit out of him it's great that's history of violence is a movie about a guy who forgot he used to be a killer and then people hunt him down and he's like living a normal life and he's like oh actually i remember i could do this yeah um hold on okay so let me pick so i think that bob and Linda Belcher are on this scale. I think they're a one. What are they doing? Yeah. They're not doing Yeah, <laughs> They're going to get all the lowest that. one from me too. All that for nothing. They're yeah. ones. Even if, even in that story you painted as a 10, they'd still get a pretty good score for me. <laughs> like right. him accidentally selling the wrong meat. Oh man. Cause he it is like, that's a thing that comes up a lot is he does actively, uh, he's broke all the time because they actively buy the best ingredients they can. Sure. Um, better than most of the other restaurants in town, even. Well, oh, that's a bit of it. Something, All right. something to pay attention to. <laughs> well, yeah, as you binge the show now out of spite. Mm. Now, um, okay, so one for me is me as a kid going to Milady's Meat Market. Milady's Meat Market is a butcher shop in my hometown run by a family like this um that is like incredible meat they really they make the best beef jerky i've ever had they have like incredible like snack meats they make good cheeses and stuff but they're like it's a great place to get a solid cut of meat and from by the i always thought it was neat that the kid was working there even though i hated all the jobs i had as a kid i don't know why i thought it would be neat for another kid to have a job and i was like oh cool and then 10 you know, one is going there shopping there and establishing this weird emotional relationship with meat. And 10 is being that kid who has to work at a butcher shop every day as a child. And then that's his mornings is like cutting open animals, turning them into food and then selling them to other kids who are like, isn't that neat that this is what you do? And he's like, I'll have PTSD for the rest of my life. I'll never be able to look at a critter without weeping a little bit. But I do appreciate that you got good jerky from me. Uh, that jerky used to be Kyle. <laughs> I loved Kyle. Now he's your jerky. I had to kill him. Give me that Kyle stick, please. One Kyle stick. Mm, a little bit of cheddar in there. Oh, yeah. Dude, Kyle sticks mm. with cheddar. Woo. Spicy, too. Get out of here. I will poop blood, but I think it was worth it. <laughs> and I also, yeah, I also give them a, a one. I mean, a they're like they're so on board that like a lot of the every parent gives their kid trauma or like fucks up their kid in a, a little way and it yeah. seems like this couple does it all on accident <laughs> which i think is okay. like you know it's as good as a parent as you can be it's to not fuck your kids up on purpose sure i'll give you that i i like that yeah do you think there's anything redeemable about them i think for me the one 
The only if if they need to redeem themselves, the only thing they can really do to redeem themselves is make the show better. But other than that, fuck you forever. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I would feel so weird being a 31 year old adult violently defending a cartoon, but I will do it. <laughs> I will take my shirt yeah, off guess in what? the street. Guess what? You're there, baby. So you got to learn it. Um, is there anything yeah, else you want to add before we end this bad boy? Um, No, baby. It's about time for wine time. Wine time. Wine time. Yes, we are bad bitches. Welcome to the Wine Time Podcast. <laughs> Wait, can we? This is a weird thing from. Remember when we did uh, Justin Timberlake as one of our burn people and we talked about Britney? Isn't it kind of great? And I was like a little sassy to the podcast that really broke this Britney story just because of like, oh, I don't, I don't know why, but I take that back. I think it's kind of rad that they've like beaconed this movement and people are actually giving a shit now. It's pretty, I don't know, like the Britney thing is really coming around and it's yeah. like developing in a really interesting way. And I don't know, I thought that was really fucking cool. Yeah, I would agree. We are the podcast that commented on the podcast that really yes. started a movement. So we should be getting some of that glow and some of that shine. I'm with you. Oh, um, it God. is. I'm glad people are paying attention to the free Britney movement. I doesn't feel like it's going great for her, which is interesting. Yeah, it's wild that there's still so much like legal, some right. legal hurdles. Now that we're like all on the same page of like, this seems fucked up. And you're like, yeah, right. but technically, you know, that's where lawyers come in. That I love so much. You're like, yeah, but technically her dad owns her. So fuck you. And this is another reason why I don't fuck with family businesses, dog. Like you got to be careful with yeah. this shit. Yeah. Like your dad is, you know, your dad controls all this. Stuff. Well, it's my dog. It's his daughter. He's going to take care of her. He loves her. Right. I don't know. Maybe he loves money more. A lot of yeah. people do. So like know. you got to get, I don't know that it's, it's such a burden. It feels like to be famous and rich because it's like, I guess you just have to account for there's going to be an amount of money that people are just going to like try to take from you. Right. Like yeah. you're just like, okay, I'm going to, I'm, I might make 30 mil a year, but I got to chuck, I'm going to lose two of that to people stealing from me. And yep. I just, that's just how I have to live. You my might life. as well choose someone you're okay with having to burn down when they do right. steal from you rather than right. like working with your family. Cause he's also like, dude, fuck her parents kind of right. Because who would throw their child to that machine? First of all, I and think then, a lot of people would do that. That's the I think yeah. that's the problem with our society. But what really fucks with me that. is that she got raped early. Jesus Christ. What? And her parents are like forcing her like they kept you attaching just, her to that thing. You can't so just, fucked up. What are you saying? You can't just. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you say, are you saying le, like she suffered a legitimate sexual assault? Or yes. Are you saying Britney like, Spears suffered? Oh, okay, well now I'm like well, now gotta, I'm quoting like, friends who are like really big pop heads, and you're like, all right, I guess I'm <laughs> really we putting were a lot of faith so into close the thing. to just landing this podcast smoothly. And then we threw it I've never Spears. landed a thing smoothly in my life. Oh my god! If you were our pilot on an aircraft, you'd be fucking in a ditch right now. But finish your point. I want to hear this. Oh, it's just like, why would you keep pushing and locking your people, your family, to that for money? It's so insane. Like that's part of her her dad's conservatorship is like forcing her to tour a certain amount and keeping her music machine going, which is like that's heinous to me like I right don't know. if that happened to your I, child i would be like why wouldn't you want to protect your child i did see that she was like i'm not going to perform anymore which i'm sure she'll get sued the fact over. that has like no that is not up to her it makes me really sad like yeah the whole thing is know. sad 
It's a very sad thing. But we are the podcast that shine the light on the podcast that shine the light on this. We are the okay. podcast that shine the light on the podcast that this. fixed it. Uh, my friend, where can people find you if they want to find you? <laughs> well, luckily, <laughs> no one can complain now. about the last five minutes of this podcast. Oh, please get over it. Life is weird. Um, I'm on the internet at Hot Young Albert, Instagram, and Twitter. That's it nowadays. What about you, Ben? Can uh, you can you? find me at Shaq Katzner on Twitter. If you have thoughts about the pod, uh, hit us up at Burn Your Heroes Pod. I will never remember. You I will nailed never it. Remember. You always nail Burn it. Your pod you always, at gmail.com. <laughs> you've never gotten it wrong, but you're always like, it always I don't feels think I did wrong. It. <laughs> Much like every episode of this podcast, it always feels wrong. You know what I mean? Wow, I love that you uh, love this. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I have a uh, graphic novel coming out. It's called Hello, My Name is Poop. Uh, comes out in August or what the fuck? It comes out in October, but you can pre-order it right now. You can get it at Simon and Schuster. You can get it at Amazon if you really hate me. You can <laughs> probably get it in some other places, but like pre-order now so they think it's a big deal, and then we can make more of them. And then you know, like then I can be in a conservatorship or whatever it's called. Yes, my dad can come back into my life and take all my money from me. That would be great. Then you have to write me poop jokes. You're contractually <laughs> obligated, right? Ten poop jokes a month. Hitting me with a cattle prod and it's like, what does diarrhea look like to you? What does diarrhea <laughs> smell like to you? Uh, that's what I want for my life. Oh, Probably some cool. other stuff. Oh, we have a weekly show uh, at Shapeshifter Lab. It's called Airplane Mode. We stream it. Uh, you can watch it. We had a couple people stream last time we did it. It's a fun little show. We have people from out of town. We have so many great comics that I would like as many people to get eyes on as possible. Every Tuesday, 9... Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, and then uh, you can get tickets. Just Google airplane mode shapeshifter shapeshifter lab, and you can find them there. It's a hot show. All right. Thank you. That's our podcast this week. We love you as always. Hit us up with your thoughts uh, and just praise, only praise. And uh, any notes you have about people you like to burn, any other burn things you got. Also, I Uh, like watching birds make out. Okay. (laughs) I love you. Goodbye.